Paper maid. How feeling lately? Um, I'm good, you know. I'm, I'm keeping up. The beaches were finally open mm-hmm. this last weekend for Memorial Day. So okay. I made my way to a fairly empty beach to kind of like lay in the sun for a while. Oh, you went outside? Oh, I went outside. Did you? You know, I, I'm daring and adventurous like that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to feel the sun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just think that's so crazy. You look, I, you're just so brave going out because with your hair looking that shaggy. Like, oh, I think, oh, <laughs> oh. I mean, I thought you was in your room for the past two weeks. That's why I was, I was concerned for you. Ah, but, shots uh, fired. Shots fired. <laughs> um, but you're okay. You know, you know you're very you, secure. You know, you know I think I, I admire what? that. I, I find it very interesting that you have so much to say. I think it's so interesting that you have so much to say about my hair. Oh, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you get your haircut? <laughs> um, where, where's your barber at? Listen, listen. I don't know where my barber at, all right? Okay. I don't know where my barber okay, at. so he must have disappeared on you. Like, mine disappeared on me. They all went okay. to the safe spot, yo. We both, we've been abandoned. <laughs> We've been abandoned. Left alone. Left alone. And untamed. Fend for ourselves. Uh, well, yeah, it's been pretty tough in the in the grooming area of all our lives, I, I think. I miss my practices. I miss my grooming practices, going to the barber every couple of weeks, you know. I like going to the barber, too. Like, he was a weird guy. He always had, like, conspiracy theories and stuff. And now I kind of miss it. Because at first, like, I right, just cut my hair, bro. But now it's kind of like... Ah, uh, I miss this crazy guy. You yeah, know? you know, you do fun just things and bond. switch it up. And now I feel like we're just used to the same old, same old. And just seeing ourselves be, you know, not who we remember ourselves as. Right. You can barely recognize yourself like in the mirror team. now. And <laughs> and it's almost that bond, you know what I mean? Because you're not going to let anybody cut your hair. Like, it's it's like, right. I trust you to do it. Right. You're going to do it. You're going to do it the way I want it or close I to the way to admit, I want I've it. I've cut my own hair a couple of times. So this is not even the worst it could have been, which seeing right now oh god oh yes oh yes i've got my hair cut at home okay and it's it's actually harder than it looks i tried to cut my own hair and i needed an emergency intervention i low-key am like gonna try to learn too because i can't i just haven't even tried i I I just haven't even tried it'll be fun to learn but definitely it's not the kind of thing i think you're gonna get right the first time around so you definitely Mm. need somebody who's gonna be able to intervene okay and and fix your mess up okay so you you must have just cut your hair before you went to the beach the other day oh no no (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's just get along with the show because (laughs) there's gonna be a back and forth going on (laughs) and let's do it black hypothesis Hey everybody, this is B. Langston Jules. And Paper Maid. And we are Black, Black Hypothesis. Hypothesis. STEM for, for the, the culture. culture. So you know what? Talking about missing our grooming routines, I'm thinking there's quite a lot that we do as black people regarding our hair. Like mm. hair is super important to us. You mm. know, we talk about it all the time. It's important to have the right barber, the right, you know, hairstylist and everything. Absolutely. Yo, if you go to school with a haircut and your shit it is like slanted. Oh, my oh God, it's not right. straight. Oh my I God. I'm messed up. You will be onslaught <laughs> for the whole day. Like I still remember those days. I've had oh. to switch barbers. <laughs> I have to think I had a good haircut. 
and then I go to school and I got flamed. Like, wow. <laughs> so, and it has a lot to do with our culture, you know. And you gotta be presentable, man. You, you gotta, to you gotta be on P's and Q's. You have to know more about kind of like what it is to to have Afro hair, to have curls, to have kinks, in order to make sure that you know what to do with it. And some some of us really don't know what to do with it. For a while, you know, we were were doing a lot of um, things to assimilate into the culture in which we live. You know, straightening our hair, perming our hair, and and doing other things. So now that we are and getting other people to do our hair for us, mm. matter of fact. So now that we're kind of like having to fend for ourselves and do everything for ourselves, maybe we're going to be learning more about you know. Let's let's learn more about what makes our hair our hair. What are the characteristics of, you know, kinky, coily hair? Let's get under the hood, see how it works. You know, what, right? how it functions, how it's this. running. I'm sure there's science okay. in here. Follicles, follicles, follicles. What are they? Where do they come from? Let me Listen. know. So we have all over our body, obviously, hair growing out of them, right? Yeah. So. At the root, in the skin, layer of the skin, mm -hmm. there's like these holes where um, the hair is going to take root and then it grows out of a hole, which is the follicle, where it can be seen, you know, it grows really long on your head or your eyebrows or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that a lot of people that have different types of hair, whether it's straight or wavy or curly, that's determined by the shape of the follicle that's inside of your skin. So I'll try to illustrate this the best way I can. So if you have straight hair and it grows out just straight, then that's just like the, the way it looks. The follicle, which is the hole that's inside of the skin layer, it just goes straight up. So it's like almost perpendicular to the plane of your skin. So because it's growing straight out of the hole, it'll continue to go straight as it grows out of your body. Mm -hmm. And then for other different types of follicles, the hole can be kind of like curved almost mm, or it's like, at a like slant oval. yeah not 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 eh, not like an oval like a, like a crescent moon almost yeah it could be almost Ooh, like a crescent moon or something like that so depending on how, or how deep the slant is that'll determine if it can be wavy or if it can be curly so if your hair is wavy then it's kind of like on a minor a minor slant to the skin so it comes out and then kind of just like grows weight in a wavy oh, okay. way and if the follicle is it can be like almost perfect, like a uh, parallel to the skin mm. so that it has to make a really sharp curve to come out. And when you when it grows and then it starts curling, it'll just keep curling as it uh, mm. comes out of the skin, if that makes sense. When I went to the candy shop, I saw all these candies that I hadn't seen in years. Like mm. I'm talking, do you remember the candy that it was like, it was, it kind of looked like Play-Doh, right? And you kind of, push it out of the head it's like a crazy head what is it called you mean the ring pop no ring the, no not the ring pop no 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 okay no 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 the, the, <laughs> no there was a candy that was like that though you pushed it up through like a chapstick yeah, it was thing like the hair and it was it was supposed to be the hair that you were eating yeah that's what it reminds oh, okay me now i see where you're going with right? this because and, like, and you suck on the on the play-doh oh uh, yeah that yeah they had that fancy candy no i never had that mm -hmm. you weren't trying to save up a dollar to get crazy head candies no nah, man i was all about my sour <laughs> patch it's not even crazy crazy hair candy 
that's what it's like because then if you're pushing the candy through the head and it's, it's pushing a, it straight it's out a circle mm. it's just gonna go straight but if it's like shaped then it's gonna kind of go into weird shapes mm. that kind of are like or similar to the shape that it's being squeezed out of mm. you know right so what was the shape of the hairs that was coming out were they all straight of the candy yeah 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 yeah, like everything, it's going to be fashioned after majority, right? Uh, I don't want that candy. Let me know when they got the nappy hair candies. That's what I'm about. So, I normally call my hair kinky, right? Mm. Rather than like nappy. Though I have less of a problem when, you know, we're talking to each other about like nappiness, I'm good. Hold like, on, I only say, I only say, na- hold on, I only say nappy as like a broad spectrum of hair. So any hair that's not straight is considered, because people like to have wavy hair almost considered a nappy too. So I don't mean it like really? in one type of way. I've heard that before. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'd say it's kind of important too, as scientists and as people of color, we want to kind of have an understanding as to what is the scientific reason or the at least the theory as to why our hair is the way that it is Mm. you know because it is a phenotype that many of us share with this with pigmented skin let's define phenotype phenotype is a characteristic that is presented based on the dna of a human being or an organism and it can can it be uh something that you perceive or it, it can also it, be something it has that you to be can't something perceive. that you can perceive but the means by which you perceive it can can be different so it's like blood type is a phenotype nor i can't look at you and and tell you what your blood type is but i can see what your blood type is if i was looking at your cells under a microscope like i could okay. you know what i mean or if i was having um your blood processed i could tell what your what your blood type is and that is a phenotype because of the fact that it is an expression of it's something I can see, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Rather than just having to deal with how you are developing in general, it's it's also a function. It's a, it's something that looks a certain way. So skin color is a phenotype, height is a phenotype. Um, hair texture is a phenotype, mm, okay. right? But uh, something that isn't a phenotype is like DNA mutations. That's a difference between uh, people, and I can tell it's a difference between people. But it's like it doesn't necessarily look like anything. Okay, you know what I mean. You yeah. can have a mutation and and not physically look like any different than another person who doesn't have that mutation. But um, the reasoning for um, curly hair, we can kind of understand it not only as a phenotype, but you also have to understand that there are evolutionary processes such as natural selection. When it comes to natural selection, there are things that are proven to to allow an organism to be more successful, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you're less likely to die if you have this or that. And you being less likely to die is something that makes you fit, quote unquote. That's what biologists call as fitness, right? Mm-hmm. So 
people like organism that you would mate with would see you as attractive because of that fitness or see that they want to to mate with you because of that fitness and so it's kind of more obvious when it comes to other phenotypes what makes something fit versus not fit but when it comes to things like skin color when it comes to things like um, hair texture you kind of really have to dig more into Uh, like an evolutionary background and go further back than something as obvious as like the person being strong Mm -hmm. or the person being well and not really ill you know what I mean it has so um, as far as hair texture what the research really shows or what is being explored is the fact that if you're living in places with high temperature right sun protection could you lose a lot of heat from the top of your head right Mm -hmm. so if you have afro hair it would allow more sun protection on the top of your head because you could retain it exactly like insulation almost Like, like an insulation like a kind of like just allowing you to maintain a homeostatic um range of body temperature Mm -hmm. right And then also they're saying it would be less beneficial for you to have straight hair in certain areas like that where you're exposed to a lot of sun and it's really hot. If you have long straight hair covering your neck, your shoulders, it would allow you to be like hot. You know, you would overheat. Right. So maybe it could be that even if there were people with... And having curly hair, that would just def- that would just um, prevent your hair from covering like your shoulders and stuff, right? Yeah, because it, because it coils up and it kind of gets kinky, and it just stays up. Exactly. So your neck and your shoulders can just be speak free speak. to just be about. Amen, you know? amen, amen. Free, Church. free, like you said. <laughs> yes, the hair is free. That's what I okay? want to be. It grows out and it grows up and it doesn't just fall down. So, um, and that kind of hair does seem to like be kind of like a sweater, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of work like a sweater. Current, the phenotypes we see today and the genotypes we see today, most of them are coming from um a time that we're the time that we're looking at is way way back you know because when it comes to developing these the the way that we express ourselves and the way that we look it takes a long time to get there it's not something that's instant Mm -hmm. unless the amount of genetic variability within the within the people who are creating uh the next generation is like really ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm, Should I yeah. say that? <laughs> Unless the genetic variability between the people creating the next generation is like super different, mm-hmm. then it you it's like with more variability, you have kind of like more options. You know, two people who are very similar to each other will share most of those things. So it's like gonna their offspring is gonna be very similar to them. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, and the other thing that that uh, they were saying they were exploring could be a reasoning for the the Afro texture that we have is preventing obstruction of vision. So like you said, this is exploring hunter gatherer um, 
peoples experiences from a, a hunter-gatherer society. And lifestyles. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be able to see far distances, you know, it, it would be a bother to have hair that hung down hair that you had to move and constantly cut or something like that it may impede on your ability to be a successful hunter mm-hmm. or, or even gatherer if you really think about it and so that could be also a reason for hair growing up or out rather than down which which it, it, if you think about it it does make sense too yeah so Okay, so now we're here, right? Now we're like, it's 2020. We still got to do our hair. It's still still growing out of our heads, right? What are some of the things that now are um, a factor for our well-being, right? Just mm-hmm. having it groomed. Grooming is just part of the maintenance that we um, need to do to be able to look presentable because we need to look presentable because... Let's face it, there's a financial impact to looking like a bum, you know? And, um... Yeah, and it's just also part of our society and our, the socially, like like we said from before, of like definitely for like black people, like you will get clowned if you're not looking coming to school or work or whatever, just looking presentable. I remember sometimes, and it happened to me too, like mm-hmm. a couple of times where, and they were like wait too, like if your hairline isn't straight mm-hmm. and you're at the lunch table, mm-hmm. if you're the, if it, it could be you and you know, one other person, they will wait until everyone is there at the there. lunch table yeah. and they will and stop. They're like, hold up, hold up, hold up, yo, close. What's going on with your hairline, bro? And they'll point at you, and then that's it. Like, <laughs> there's no comeback for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? If they let so it go you, that quickly, if they do, if they do. So there's just so many things you just gotta think about. So you gotta groom a lot. Mm-hmm. And for me, like uh, thinking personally, you know, if I go to the barber and I get my hair cut, um, one thing that I struggle with a lot if I was fucking with the wrong barber okay and they don't like before clean, you learned your lesson exactly if they don't clean their clippers and stuff there is something called pseudo folliculitis barbae what do you know what pseudo folliculitis barbae is you don't have to tell me pseudo folliculitis barbae it took me 20 hours to, to learn how to read this thing okay <laughs> so folliculitis follicle that word is somewhere okay. in there that is the persistent irritation caused by shaving your face okay okay so and, and it's just synonymous with like uh, razor burns or getting razor bumps and things like that okay so um so i i guess we both talked about before follicles and how they work mm-hmm. um and we also talked about like people of like darker skin or african uh, descent or whatever, their follicle is a little bit more curved, so the skin, so the hair starts curling before it even comes out the skin. Mm. So sometimes it may curl so much that it won't come out of the skin. It might start curling onto itself before mm. it comes out of the yeah. follicle hole. So when that happens, that's when you'll get something called an ingrown hair. Yeah. Okay, and they suck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. When, so the pseudo folliculitis barbae thing is, is what I said before. That's something that you can get when you're shaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, pseudo folliculitis nuke, I think that's the other one. That's the one I experienced more because I don't shave, honestly. <laughs> that's when they're doing your hairline in the back of your head. Okay. Right. So then I just have like a whole bunch of, so they cut it very fine. And like you said before, like it doesn't grow outside the follicle. So mm-hmm. it gets stuck like in the skin. It starts curling up. It gets inflamed, gets irritated, gets itchy and stuff like that. And maybe like a couple couple days later and you start feeling the bumps and like I would just be like slapping the back of mm-hmm. my neck because I don't want to scratch it you know what I mean yeah. and it's 
You girls tap the top of their head too, yeah, but that might be for a completely I different mean, thing. I mean, we beat the shit out of Right, it might be for a completely different thing, but yeah, pseudo folliculitis barbae, okay? Yeah. And it's very. And it sounds like we actually would be more predisposed to that kind of experience just because of how complex it is to have like the follicle in a particular shape mm-hmm. and not only that but because there is so much uh, especially people of african descent our uh, variability our genetic variability and phenotypic uh, variability is so wide range even though we understand that the follicle could be shaped it doesn't have to be the same shape for everybody mm-hmm. you know so you're gonna be if you cut that hair and it's below the surface, like you're saying, below the like skin, a very close, yeah, cut. Then you're gonna, you would more likely have an issue with having that because it's not coming up like straight out. It's not easy for the hair to come out. And it's it's way more serious than it sounds for anyone that's listening and they've never experienced this, okay? Because it's like all along your head, you know what yeah. I mean? And you can also experience like. Um, keloids, um, oh, you know, yeah, keloids, yeah, 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 keloids are like a scar tissue, whatever. Mm-hmm. Totally black skin is also more, also predisposed to keloids. Mm-hmm. That's something I read about, um, when I was considering getting a tattoo. Oh, that's crazy. You need to get the right tattoo artist because it, we're so, uh, prone to scarring mm-hmm. for our skin that, that they need to know how to deal with black skin. So if you scar yourself or cut yourself in a particular way, you know, like going to the barber, they need to know how to cut your hair so that you don't get scarred. They need to know how to cut your hair, okay? Yeah, and going back, like keloids, they're, um, so they're scars, and it's composed mainly of collagen. So you have collagen in your lips, and collagen is uh, the main protein that we have, like all mammals have. Mm-hmm. And you'll find them in like your tendons, your ligaments, and your skin. It's supposed to be uh, composed of connective tissue, right? Mm. So you don't want that on your face, fellas, no. when you're shaving. You don't want that type of thing on your face. So, and it can happen if you don't do things the right way or you're messing with the wrong barber or stuff like that. So I would like to present seven steps so you can never get keloids again because I know you're not out here and I know with collagen on your face. I know you don't want it. But everybody will, will definitely benefit from this information. Number one. Cleanse your skin thoroughly. Use a proper quality pre-shaped cleanser to wash away any bacteria or debris you have on your skin. Number two, after washing your face, use a hot towel and press your face for 20 seconds. This opens up the pores and makes your hair easier to cut. Number three, use a shaving brush while you're lathering up that soap. That also is good for uh, making your hair just easier to cut and more manageable. Number four, use the right shaving technique. Go with the grain don't go against the grain and make sure you're not pulling on your skin and to replace your blade every four or five shaves number five use a quality moisturizing aftershave like tea tree or witch hazel ask your barber they should at least know that. if they can't tell you an aftershave to use run away okay they are not the one for you he's setting you up for failure okay can't absolutely blocked number six don't go more than three days after shaving. I have been blessed or cursed with not, not a very hairy face, so I don't shave that much, but don't go through more than three days after shaving. Number seven, slow down. Do not rush it because when you rush, you might press a little hard on your face. Yeah. You might cut almost too deep where the hair yeah where the hair will mm-hmm. go beneath the skin, okay. and then you're just increasing your chances of having those ingrown hairs. 
actually, I have a bonus for you. Do not use those Gillette, the best of men. Don't use those, <laughs> those three blade things that you see in the commercials. There's a reason why the guy in the commercial is always white, okay? It's only for them. Use a single blade. That's why the barber that usually cuts your, your hairline or whatever, they use a single blade. That also the decreases. The old school blade. That, that, that gives I'm you. I'm afraid of those, but I really You have to use it. Oh, it's so sharp. It is so sharp when yeah. you do it. So that also decreases your chances of um, dealing with these uh, ingrown hairs and also it'll keep the collagen from growing on your face yeah all right all right fellas that's all good. right that's really good advice i hope they take it you know and talking about you know how best to treat our hair in particular you know knowing what it is that our hair needs i think that in conjunction women have been really embracing the natural hair movement because you know perms and straightening our hair was definitely a common phenomenon mm -hmm. at least when i was growing up mm -hmm. everybody was getting their hair straightened and kids were begging their moms to perm their hair well, what's a perm like for people who don't know and so, have never gotten one or seen right right backtrack <laughs> A perm is actually a man-made chemical made to kind of break down the protein bonds in the hair. Mm. And it's there are a couple of man-made chemicals that are that are meant to do this. And one is called relaxer. Okay. And the other one is is more thought of as a perm. But I want you to, to know as well that this is from a majority standpoint. So the way that black people really consider it, the, the relaxer is also a perm. They're the okay. same thing? Because they kind of... They, it's the same chemical? It's kind of the same chemical. Okay. They, do, they do relatively the same thing. I heard you're bleaching your hair when you perm your hair. Is that true? Um, no, okay. not per se, because bleaching... Okay, if you talk about focus, bleaching's focus is pigment. And the focus of a relaxer is structure. So they're two different things. They're two different kinds of proteins. Like your co the color of your hair doesn't need to change when you relax your hair. Mm. But the color of your hair will change if you bleach your hair. Mm. But the structure of your hair may change a bit when you bleach your hair, mm. but it may not change to the extent if you used a relaxer. So it's like that. Okay. But um, so basically when you break the protein bonds and sulfur bonds and stuff in your hair and it's, it's uh, kind of eating away at the, the exterior, then you have the option of combing your hair straight with the chemical on it and as you comb your hair straight you're you're kind of like shaping your hair in what you want it to be think of it like that right okay so you want to kind of like create a structure or you want to create a statue or something like that right okay so you have stone right and the stone is like a block right so then you start chipping at the stone. You start chipping it because as the mm, stone okay. itself is not the shape that you want it to mm -hmm. be. So you start breaking it down okay. right? into little pieces. Right. And then but it's still whole. But it's just like some pieces are here. Some pieces are, are scattered. They're being dismissed or thrown away. And gotcha. then some pieces are still staying on the solid structure. Right. Okay. And then you're just like, oh, OK. Um, this structure I can work with now. So I'm going to start really carving it into the shape that I mm -hmm. want it to be. Mm -hmm. 
And then at the end, you polish it off to make sure that there aren't any ragged edges or anything like that. It's it's smooth and everything that you don't want to be on it is no longer on it. Mm-hmm. Think of that or try to use that as an analogy for the relaxer. Your hair. Yeah, okay. it's kind of like you're kind hair. of your hair grows out of the follicle, like you said, curling. Right. And it can't ever really be straight because it grows curly mm-hmm. when it came when it was being when it was being created, when it was being developed and grown, it was curly Mm -hmm. so you need to chemically alter it if you want to change the structure and then you kind of the chemicals that you're putting onto it are not the same ph as your hair is okay so it's damaging it in order to kind of like break away those those proteins right Mm -hmm. so when you comb it straight you have to kind of like neutralize those chemicals, those alkaline chemicals that you put on since they're not the same pH. Otherwise, they'll still be activated on your hair. They'll still be doing breaking it down after you're done doing what you want it to do. So you neutralize it. And then after you neutralize it, you kind of like go ahead and treat your hair just because it's been damaged. And the treatment is the analogy for polishing the statue and stuff like that and making sure that it looks okay. You know what I mean? How long is this process? When you perm your hair, it depends. And if you're doing it yourself or if you're going to the salon, honestly speaking. If if you're doing it yourself, how long? It might be a lot longer. (laughs) It should be faster, but it's longer if professionals are doing it for you. It's longer. It is longer, but Mm. it's, I think it comes out better sometimes. If you're not a professional yourself, Mm. it may come out better if you go to the professional. So if you leave your hair, if you leave the perm in your hair for too long, what could happen? It will totally break down your hair. Like, like it'll disintegrate or like it, fall off your will, head or what? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. It will just literally break into pieces. Each strand will just break into pieces and your hair will become very, very short. Mm. Um, because the thing is, ten, you tend to work from the roots down when you perm your hair. Um, because the root is like the newest hair. Mm. Obviously, if it's growing out or down, the portion that's closest to your scalp is the newest and the portion that's out all the way to the end is the oldest Mm -hmm. so the the end the older hair will break down faster just because it's weaker it's like been there it's been exposed to the elements for a longer period of time Mm -hmm. so it will shorten your hair and the strongest parts may survive depending on how long you've kept the perm on for but um, it will sh- it will definitely shorten and break the sh- crap out of your hair. So you'll end up looking like Angelica's doll from Rugrats with or, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, just like that. Okay, just that like dog. Bald spots and everything like she that. Burn the fuck out that it doll. Also, just like you were talking about irritating your scalp and stuff like that, this chemical irritates your scalp as well. But instead of creating just I shouldn't say just because the the bumps are irritating. <laughs> so if I say just, it oh, it's a quality of life issue. Of okay, yeah, I'm not. I maybe I didn't paint a great picture. But, but listen, when you're talking about a perm, you're talking burns. Okay, you're talking burns. You're talking like it could be as bad. Like depending on how how long you keep the perm on for, and mm. if you actually touch your scalp with it or not. But you could have scabs. You could have you could have wounds. You could cut your your head with this chemical. You know, you could have a chemical burn. 
So yeah, you gotta suffer for these Eurocentric. It's it's actually suffering values. I've like, done it before where it did burn me, and you that's where you really have to go to have to have a good stylist too. You have to have a good stylist, just like you need a good barber. Because if I tell you this shit burns, get it the fuck out of my mm-hmm. head. Get it out of my head immediately. Don't say okay, I'm I'm almost there. She can take it. Yeah. <laughs> you can tough it out. You can tough it out. Like no, you need to take it out. So um, definitely, I think embracing the natural hair movement is something that is empowering for black women, just because it kind of shows like I have more respect and love and care for myself. And I understand the reasoning for my hair being the way that it is. And there's no problem with my hair being the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather it be the way that it naturally comes out of my head than to harm myself or to risk my health or you know my comfort for you Mm -hmm. you know whoever it is that you are who does not like my my kinky hair Mm -hmm. the suffering the carnage the bloodshed that we have to endure to be able to make sure our hair is looking good for them boys Okay, Officer John and Karen and all these other people that we might see in the workplace. All right. Isn't that fucked up? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like people have their their perceptions that are based on so many things that are outside of you and what you can control or even your contribution to how they think about you. Yeah, and they police the shit out your hair at the workplace in so many places. You know, I think California had to pass a law to say you can't discriminate based on your hair or something like that. I think I definitely read about that too because um, all over the states you've been hearing uh, stories about those being discriminated against, even students, like high school students being discriminated against, being told they can't graduate or they should leave class or something like that because they look unkempt or or they haven't put themselves together. They haven't met some type of requirement of how you're supposed to uh, present yourself. And many times when you see the pictures of how these people are presenting themselves, It's really not anything that I would think if I wore that hairstyle myself with things, you know, oh, I look unkempt. You know, like a kid doesn't wear like a little puff to school every now and again. You know, people like dreads and dreads don't necessarily need to be unkempt. It's a style, you know. Yeah. So I actually just found it. So California will ban hair discrimination starting in 2020. Okay. Uh, And when I'm just scrolling through here, Uh, it's common practice in the African-American culture to get what's called a lineup. And that's done with a razor. Starting this January, schools will be forbidden from punishing students for wearing certain hairstyles historically associated with race, including afros, braids, twists, and locks. Nice. I didn't know you could get fucking punished for you wearing could. your hair. I've been seeing that's crazy all over. Definitely. That is fucking crazy. You know what I mean? There is not. I, I maybe hopefully that law. You know, expands to the workplace as well. Yeah. But I mean, that's I great that, that you even have to make that a law to begin with. That's they, like that's blowing to, mind. Yeah, if people are going to do it on their own, you gotta you gotta make them do things that mm-hmm. are ethical. You know what I mean? And I think it's important to know what you can expect when you when you step into these arenas, corporate America, and also the scientific field. There may not be a lot of people who look like us, and not only that, but there may be people who 
see you and don't automatically think scientist, don't mm-hmm. automatically think person with authority in this area or person who knows what they're talking about. So I think that we all need to understand that, yes, there may be a popular opinion of some, you know, who there may be some who think that they're based on the way that you look based on your hair and them thinking that it's unkempt or something like that, that you may not be as smart as you are, or you do not have the title that you actually have. You have not gone to school for, you know, this mathematical engineering technology degree, science degree that you have. But when you do work in the field, whatever corporation you work for, they will support you or they should be supporting you legally to make sure that you are not, at least by consumers, treated like you don't know what you're talking about because of your skin color, because of your hair. You know what I mean? Which is a kudos to California for doing that. Kudos to Californians. And you don't have to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Follicles perming our hair. Our women are out here killing themselves. You know, we're breaking down the proteins in our hair and <laughs> it's a very it's a very balanced act type of process that we're doing. And we're doing all of this maintenance things to our hair to make ourselves look presentable and to try to um, conform to these social values that we've had that have been imposed on us, Lord, and in the natural selection and sex- sexual selection, all these things. And it kind of like, it permeates into our brain and we try to, we almost bring it into the workplace and it's almost imposed on us in the workplace as well. There's laws that have to be passed for us to feel like we belong in places where we've worked maybe 20 years to be in you know it's just so kind it's just so crazy mm-hmm. so i just feel like as we move forward um let's try to remember that we're all people we especially us colored people we shouldn't feel like we don't belong we have to do extra or go above and beyond to try to make it to the same level of someone else equity is very important yeah and listen you're beautiful just the way that you are yeah okay not you, paper maid. You need to get a haircut, but. Point. Scientists have kinky hair too. I'm talking mad shit, and I definitely need to go to the bar right now. I'm yes, looking scraggly do. as hell. Yes, yes, you fucking do. <laughs> okay, so I hope you guys learned a lot. If you like the episode, please give us five stars. Uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Black Hypothesis. You can also reach out to us by email at blackhypothesis at gmail.com if you have any ideas, if you want to be on the show, or if you um you just think there are other things that you like uh, out of to experience out of this um, episodes and our podcast, and we are also on Facebook. So friend us, and we'll friend you back. We'll like your pictures. You like our pictures. It's gonna be a great time. So until next time, everybody, peace. Peace. Stay safe.